Hi, CityCast listeners. What should we make of this week's elections? What's it going to do to Harris County? Today, I am breaking this down with CityCast political contributor Evan Mintz. A quick word, our conversation happened yesterday on Wednesday, so things might be ever so slightly dated. It is Thursday, November 10th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. All right, Evan, at the top of the ticket, we saw a Republican sweep, which, you know, is the same as it ever was. It has been nearly 30 years since a Democrat held statewide office in Texas. But that was not at all what riveted me this morning. You know, what riveted me was looking at what happened here in Harris County. Are you as shocked as I am that it appears that Democrats managed to hang on to it? That Lena Hidalgo has squeaked past Alexandra Mueller? The results tighter together than pages in a rice paper Bible. It has been exciting. (laughs) I can't believe it. Going in with the early voting, super tight, just a couple points keeping the, the candidates apart. And then same into election day. I was convinced looking at the early voting results that Republicans had simply shifted into Election Day, that you were going to see a big Republican wave or just enough to sink all the Democrats. And it never came together. It didn't happen. The Republicans just didn't have those Election Day results. And as we're sitting here right now talking, recording this, I am seeing on my computer that Alexandra Mueller is conceding the election to Lena Hidalgo. We have gone from a 3-2 to a mm-hmm. 4-1 commissioner's court for the Democrats. Wow. It is incredible. I don't know who saw this coming, but for, and I'll give them credit, all the people I know who worked on Democratic campaigns, who thought that this was a likely outcome, who thought that there were simply just enough Democrats in Harris County to make this happen. And a lot of the lines I heard was that, well, you need to see Beto lose by about six or seven points, and that will carry us down ballot. Beto lost by 11 points. Like, Beto did not do as well as people thought he was going to do. Okay, that you're talking statewide, right? Here in statewide. Harris County. Statewide. He, he cleared more than that, right? He did. But they're thinking like, well, whatever the statewide dynamics yeah. are, they trickle down. And it just didn't, it's something else happened there that Harris County Democrats are able to hold it together. I think they're just way more Democrats now in Harris County than there used to be, that people who used to be Republican and maybe switched because of Trump are stuck now as Democrats. They're not going back. Um, And I think maybe Republicans overestimated a lot of their campaign Mm -hmm. messaging. So much of it was based on fear of crime. And that uh, tough on crime playbook just doesn't work anymore. It's outdated. It didn't work in Harris County. Yeah. Or at least it wasn't enough. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't work in Illinois. It didn't work in New York. It didn't work in Pennsylvania. I really think you're facing this new generation of voters who is smarter uh, about how crime works and the proper policy responses to crime. And something else that you saw in election results, too, is that the neighborhoods most affected by crime that have the uh, most interaction with the criminal justice system are the ones who went heaviest for Lena Hidalgo. Oh, and that's a similar dynamic of what we've seen in places like, say, uh, Philadelphia voting for District Attorney Larry Krasner, who is this you know aggressive pro-reform mm-hmm. prosecutor. That the people who have that personal interaction 
with jails, with police, with courts, don't think it's working. And they want to see something different. That's incredible to me. I did not expect to see that here in Harris County, but it looks like that's what occurred. Now, I have to say that when I'm looking at those down-ballot races, the Democrats who lost, lost by tiny margins, and those are the judges, right? I mean, we saw a lot of campaigning against Democrat judges on Mm -hmm. that crime issue. So was that Mm -hmm. the difference? Looking at the statistics, looking at the numbers that are in, there were five Democratic judges who lost in Harris County. And some of the the appellate judges Mm -hmm. lost too, but those are multi-county districts. Those are always weird. Uh, But in Harris County, five judges. And I just want to read you their names and see if you notice a pattern. Desan Jones, Ronisha Bowman, Jarrell Rogers, Portia Brown, and uh, Garamel Haynes. Ouch. Those all sound African-American. African-American names. Absolutely. Now, I remember a similar dynamic happening in 2008 when you had four Democratic judges who just didn't win amid the larger Democratic sweep, and they had Arabic names, Indian names, French names. Um, But the dynamic this time is African-American candidates lost, or particularly those who had names that did not resonate as Anglo. Um, And some of the three of those are in the misdemeanor courts, two of them are in the felony courts. But it's just fascinating that that's the thing that seemed to separate them from the rest of the judicial candidates. By that magic 1% that makes Mm -hmm. the difference. The tiniest amount, about 1,500 votes in some of these. Very small. In contrast, Lena Hidalgo countywide is winning by about 16,000 votes. Yeah. Now, I have to say, 16,000 in a county the size of Harris is not a huge majority. You know, she's not. It is not. You know. And so even though Democrats are going to have this clear majority on Harris County Commissioner's Court, I don't feel that, you know, this is a solid lock for the future, that Harris County is definitely Democrat from now on. Do you think county court is going to behave as though they are, you know, governing by a slim margin? Are they going to reach out to be more centrist than Lena Hidalgo has been? I think one that if Republicans were ever going to take Harris County, it would be in this election. And the fact that they failed, I think, is going to have them locked out for a long time. I think Democrats are going to do well in the next presidential race. I think Republicans are probably going to do well in that presidential race. And then you'll see a pro-Democratic midterm after that. Uh, I really think that in the same way we've seen Dallas County get locked in, Bear County get locked in, that Harris County is going to be locked in blue for the foreseeable future. But what that means for policy, probably that Democrats are going to be able to make some big changes that would have been way too controversial during the last time. And they tackled a lot of controversial things. Yeah. So what kinds of things? What could we be looking for? We're going to probably see a redistricting of the constables. Oh. We have eight constables in Harris County, each in their own precinct. Those precincts do not follow any other jurisdictional lines. You know, they don't really adhere to stuff. They haven't been shifted since the 1970s. And so you have, say, uh, Precinct 4 constable overseeing like a million and a half people. And then you've got, say, like Precinct 7 overseeing like 250,000. And I'll have to recheck these numbers. But it just doesn't seem like a balance of anything. And also, like, I don't think most voters have any idea 
exactly what constables do, how they're different from a sheriff or HPD. Oh, absolutely. And it's unique to Harris County to see constables that are so empowered like this to do neighborhood patrols, to sign these neighborhood patrol contracts, to really have such robust budgets. Yeah. Uh, That's something that I think you're going to see commissioner's court start to tackle. And given the way that the constables were like showing up at Harris County Commissioner's Court to basically campaign against Lena Hidalgo, mm-hmm. I don't think there's, you know, any love lost. You know, the the advice I was saying to anyone who would listen with a D next to their name was that you don't go after someone unless you can take them down. And I thought that they'd poked one too many constables in the eye, that they'd poked crime stoppers mm-hmm. in the eye. And if you don't take them down, they're just going to push you back. And we saw that through this election cycle. But now the advice is going to go the other way, that these constables who tried to take down Lena Hidalgo, who tried to take down Democrats and failed, mm-hmm. are going to find themselves in a lot of trouble because the people who write their checks and write their budgets aren't going to be too happy. This is going to be so interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have to talk about the meltdown Tuesday at the polling places. Oh, an utter cluster. Embarrassing. Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, I got to say, first off, that I think running elections in Harris County is one of the roughest jobs in the world. But after the flaming wreckage of the primaries here, the county, like with all this fanfare, brought in Clifford Tatum, this guy with decades of experience running elections to be the elections administrator. And, you know, the idea was that everything was going to work. Listen, it's so far better than last time, though it's not saying much. They haven't had, say, like 10,000 votes that they suddenly found. I hope we don't. Yeesh. (laughs) We're recording on Wednesday, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't have a thing where, like, the power went out in NRG, uh, where where they count the ballots. That didn't happen. But we had, I mean, okay, we had polling locations opening late. We had others having to close down for hours at a time. We had voting machines that didn't work. And then there was the one that really shocked me was that more than a dozen locations ran out of those long sheets of paper that they needed to print the ballots out after voters make their selections. I mean, how do you not have the paper? That seems really bizarre. And folks keep bringing up that they can't believe this happens. And I can't believe it either. The machines are weird where you have to vote and then you put in a piece of paper to print it out and then you have to put in another one. But these are the same machines, as I understand it, that Travis County uses where Austin is. How do they deal with it? You know, how do they make sure that they don't run out of paper? I mean, how does any office deal with printer paper? You have big stacks of paper. You have more than you think you're going to need. I don't get it. It just seems like yeah. a real mess up. You just should have a yeah. giant, like, locked container of this special corner cut designed paper that you're supposed to feed into the thing. And that by the end of the night, you still have a whole bunch left over. I don't understand. Like, just get the paper there. Yeah. Okay. And then there's also this, like, confusion. Um, so, Tuesday, after the early mess at the polls, a district judge ordered Harris County's polls to stay open an hour later so that the voters who'd been, you know, pushed out that morning would have a chance to vote after work. That's right. It's something the county had to do in 2018 after there was a glitch. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who was a Republican elections warrior, 
asked the Texas Supreme Court to take a look at that order. And they overturned it, which, I don't know, leaves a square. Are those people who voted after 7 p.m. going to have their votes counted? Well, what they did is they said, you have to take these and put them aside, and then we will decide later what to do with them. So I guess we're going to see there's ongoing litigation right now. I'm following some reporters live tweeting it of just the Mm -hmm. hearings about what they're going to do with this. But frankly, at this point, it doesn't seem like you could have a massive uh, influence on the election because what I heard was that there are about five or four thousand votes that are outstanding. Mm -hmm. Lean it all go one by 16,000. I mean, some of these judgeships are divided by, you know, 1500 votes some more, some less. But you would really need to see that these ballots are somehow statistically different than everything else that came earlier in the day, rather than just adding to it. Now, I'd have to go through these dozens upon dozens of races one by one and see if there's some in there where it's a couple dozen votes keeping them apart, where just the noise of uh, 4,000 votes really could shift things. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see what the courts say about whether these are going to be counted or not. Uh, What it is going to do, though, is just create this general uh, sense of uh, Michigas over the whole election in a way where for the next four years, Republicans can say, well, Lena Hidalgo only won and that messed up election. That didn't really count. Or there is some kind of scandal that happened in the same way that Democrats would say about, you know, George W. Bush after 2000 or, you know, any other incredibly narrow race. Yeah, I think it also plays into this larger um pattern where elections are being called into question all over the United States. And that as we are heading toward the next presidential election, you know, I expect there to be more allegations that, you know, you cannot believe elections results. I mean, I'm worrying about democracy. (laughs) I mean, I hope not. I hope we don't go that way. But yeah, you know, the, the Republicans won at the top of the ticket. Mm-hmm. The Democrats won in Harris County, which is not totally uh, out of the realm of understandable, given the way that other urban counties have gone. But people are going to believe what they want to believe. Uh, and for what I've heard from Republicans is they think that the current elections administrator has done a better job than the predecessors have been more open to them, has been more transparent, and that the ways in which they messed up are ways in which are dumb, but not necessarily evil. You know, what's what's the saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, never uh, attribute uh, malice when ignorance will suffice. I hope that that kindness is extended, Evan, but I am just worried. You know, Harris County is this trove of Democrat votes in an otherwise largely Republican-leaning state. And I think anything that can undermine our ability to vote may happen. So I'm I'm holding my breath. I'm watching to see what's going to go forward from here. You know, we shall see. Uh, but in, in a certain way, if a lot of the angry trolls and weirdos out there get obsessed with like election process and instead don't pour their energy into land use regulations or specifics of budgets or all <laughs> things I care about, <laughs> criminal justice reforms, you know, tax policy, like that's mm-hmm. good. I'd rather be able to talk with someone across the table who I disagree with, but is like here on planet Earth about these things rather than folks who think that like getting rid of parking minimums is like a communist conspiracy. (laughs) All right. 
Well, thanks a whole lot, Evan. Oh, it's always a pleasure. It's good to process this with you. Talk to you at the next election. Maybe before that. (laughs) That was Evan Mintz. Now I am here with producer Carly on Jones. Carly, what other news is happening around Houston today? So Amazon is giving a gift to our environment just in time for the holidays by expanding its electric delivery vans to Houston in an effort to combat its rising carbon emissions. The company first revealed its custom electric delivery vans in late 2020, and the vans were rolled out into several major U.S. cities, including Dallas, in July. This expansion is a part of Amazon's ongoing efforts to reduce carbon emissions in its overall operations. In 2021, Amazon said 85% of its business was ran off of renewable energy. So, now when your spouse asks why you made so many online orders, you can use this as an excuse and say you're helping the environment. That is it for our show today. Tomorrow, Quorum Report's Scott Braddock and I will be wrapping up the week's news in Houston. I'll talk with you then. We will be back tomorrow with a wrap-up of the 